So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our series called What is a Christian? Uh, It's a series where we've been looking at Christian beliefs, practices, and conduct over the past two weeks. And this week, it's all about Christian conduct. You remember this series has been devoted to outlining and explaining some of the fundamental beliefs and practices and conduct that characterize what a Christian is. So we hope that it's been meaningful and encouraging for you. And as I said just now, this week is all about Christian conduct, behaviors by which we can identify Christians. It's, it's quite a powerful concept to bear in mind in that the minute we consider there are certain behaviors that define what a Christian is, it immediately implies that there is a difference between how Christians ought to behave and how the rest of the world behaves. Not in a condescending or judgmental sense, but in the sense that there should be a noticeable distinction between how Christians treat people, speak to people, conduct business with people, that sets them apart from how everybody else does things. The societal norms, as it were, should be taken to a different and a higher level when it comes to defining what Christian conduct is. This is where we begin to unpack some of the values or biblical conducts that characterize those behaviors. And so this morning, I want to talk about one of those values, and that is the value or conduct of humility. Humility. Humility or being humble is one of those easily identifiable characteristics, isn't it? I guess that's also because you can very quickly tell when someone isn't humble. (laughs) Ever met someone who very clearly doesn't have the Christian value of humility that surrounds their actions and beliefs? A proud person, in other words. Typically, those aren't the kind of people that others gravitate towards or that you want to surround yourself with. It's the sort of person that you typically want to avoid normally, right? But conversely, humble people, generally speaking, tend to make and keep friends easier. They seem to have an open heaven, as it were, over their actions. There appears to be something of an ease and a favor by which they do things. So we know from an entirely human perspective, there is something we should consider in our day-to-day interactions with people on this topic. And there are, of course, a lot of mentions of the word and and the concept of humility in Scripture. So let's have a look at just two of them together this morning before sharing a final thought with you on how to live out this value. James chapter 4 is one of the most well-known passages on this topic, and it defines humility as something that God guarantees he will show favor to when people practice and live in this way. That's something to take note of, surely. He says this in James chapter 4, and it's actually a quote from Proverbs 3 verse 34. He says, but he, God, gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. There it is. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, while that verse says humility is one of the things God promises to bless, pride is one of those things he promises to oppose. Shows you how important this this Christian conduct of being humble in our walk with God and towards others is. We can already see from the scripture the significance of living out this value. And Philippians 2 is the other passage that I wanted to touch on this morning. It's probably the best chapter in all of scripture in terms of its exposition on the Christian value and, and, and what it says on this topic. It says this from Philippians 2 verses 3 to 8. It says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. 
But in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Thinking about something that you could exploit while being equal in existing in the form of God surely would rank as the highest, yet he didn't consider that as something to be exploited. Instead, verse 7, he emptied himself. He emptied himself by, by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself, Jesus humbled himself, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. Man, that is such a powerful passage. And it's so significant to bear in mind that, that when we walk out and live out our Christian faith with humility, we walk in the footsteps of Jesus when we do. We follow his example. We live in accordance with the role model that he is and the example that he set for us. This is how we position ourselves to experience the fullness of what God intends for us as his children to experience. You see, it's because when we are full of Christ, we are empty of ourselves. And that's a precious thing in God's eyes. That's a very precious thing. That's a teachable heart and a teachable spirit. That's very, very precious to God. And so this morning, friends, we've established that living with humility is important. The question is now how? How do we do that? How do we conduct ourselves in this way, modeling Christ-likeness to the world? And in doing so, set ourselves apart from others so that others may learn about Jesus through our actions in the process. Well, the Bible gives us the answer in that same passage where it says Jesus took on the form of a servant. Serving is one of those biblical practices that helps keep us on course in living with humility. Serving is one of those biblical practices that help keep us on course in living with humility. Rather than where we serve, whether that's on a Sunday in a local church or midweek in some outreach activity that uplifts a local community or simply through placing others before ourselves in genuine consideration of others and acts of unexpected kindness, expecting nothing in return, rather than where we serve, it's that we serve that matters. God is calling his children to walk in humility by living with a servant heart. It's one of the things that keeps one humble and produces gratitude within us. It helps us keep the right perspective on things. You know, the minute you step out and serve someone who is in a worse situation than you on some level, it makes you thankful for what you have. And when you step out and serve in a local church community, it produces a sense of ownership in you that is so vital to growing the body of believers. You know, when you say, Lord, I am available to serve you because that's ultimately who it is that we are serving, you invite his favor into your life and it guides you along the path of humility. And while there are so many verses on this topic of serving, I'll close with this one from 1 Peter chapter 4. And note again the link here between our following in the footsteps of Jesus and what it produces and what it shows to others. 1 Peter 4 verses 10 to 11, just as each one has received a gift, so we all have received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. And then he gives some examples. If anyone speaks, let it be as the one who speaks God's words. 
If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. Friends, may we have the confidence this morning that we hold the key to to receiving God's favor as we walk with humility, the key of serving. And may we find a place to plug into and do our part as we serve God together and build his kingdom. Amen. So I hope that encourages you this morning. Friends, let's take a moment and commit ourselves uh, and this day to God in a word of prayer together. Father, thank you so much for the wonderful uh, practice, the, the spiritual discipline of serving. Thank you, Father, that it is birthed from a place of, of how much we have been served by you. Father, our serving, our giving back to you in some way is an overflow of the grace that we have received. And so thank you, Lord, that that enables us, that keeps us on the course of living with humility when we step out and and inconvenience ourselves in some way to serve someone else. Father, would you give us the courage and the opportunities to step into that this week? Thank you, Father, for what it produces in us. You have given us this immense privilege of taking the message of the gospel of salvation that we have received and sharing it with others, modeling to others what it means to live a life in submission to you. And we thank you so much, Father, for the fruitfulness that will be revealed, not only in our homes, but in our workplaces, in our churches, in our communities, in our cities, in our nation, when your church rises up and steps out in faith in this way. So thank you, Father, for your blessing. Thank you for your anointing over every step that we take. And may it all tell the story of your grace, Jesus. It's for your glory. And we honor you for this wonderful opportunity. And in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Father's House family. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and we'll see you again tomorrow morning for daily devotions. God bless everyone.